Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real by Caroline and Sophie. And chomping away next to me is one of my most favorite people. And she also happens to be one of the most brilliant women entrepreneurs, creator of MZ Skincare, genius doctor. So beyond being one of the best doctors I know for all females, males, and all our beauty desires. She's also a very, very special friend of mine. A very warm welcome to Miriam. Wow. Thank you so much, Caroline. I don't really know what to say to that. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure. And can I just tell all you guys out there that we're sitting next to Miriam and Miriam has actually come in her operating overall scrubs. She has left her surgery to come here and spend the next hour with us on Keeping It Real, where we will be discussing everything that Miriam does. And to begin with, she's just come from doing an eye surgery. And the first thing Sophie said when she saw Miriam was, people keep saying to me that I need an eye Hood lift. lift yeah. I would love to know, Miriam, because I do know that eyes are your speciality beyond being the creator of the most incredible skincare which we will get back to but I'm very intrigued to know about the eyes because I do feel that even though I'm only 42 my eyes are definitely also the cause of the greatest anxiety for me in my face when is the right time to do something what should you do how can you prevent aging for as long as possible tell us all your secrets so it sounds like you want me to talk for the next hour straight because that's a big topic. So eyes are obviously the most common complaint that I see and it's the first sign of aging in most people generally. So what happens is is that because the skin around the eyes is so thin and so fragile, any aging happens there first before it happens on the thicker skins and is more commonly noticed because when you talk to someone, you most commonly look at their eyes, then their mouth and their nose. So it's kind of this triangle zigzag that our faces look at when we're looking at people. So eyes are the first place that we focus on. And you can have aging from hooded upper eyelids to thin, crepey lower eyelid skin to lines that are called crow's feet, which are the wrinkles around the eyes when you smile. You can also have heavy eyebrows that make your eyelids look more angry. And then you also have generalized aging, which means the face starts to descend downward and you start to lose a little bit of volume and the bones on your face start to resorb slightly. So the anatomy from the structural bit, like the the bony portion, all the way up to the skin component, all are changing and fluctuating. I always say the people who come in to see me come in because there's something that's bothering them. So if you don't have anything that's bothering you, then I don't think that you should be coming to have anything done. 
But isn't that then because they've been using your wonderful skincare products? Because the very interesting thing is, and I remember very clearly when I was at boarding school, one of my dearest friends today, I was always so impressed every time she came home from a school holiday because she would be bringing in these humongous jars of all kinds of creams and potions her father lived in the states and you know at that time all I was using was basically rose water which my mother introduced to me when 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 I was very little and that was the way you cleaned your face was just with pure rose water and a very very simple moisturizer and I remember having lots of girlfriends who used really quite sophisticated products far before I ever did I do realize and totally understand that what you do A little bit like going to the gym. The more you exercise, the younger you are, the better you will look, the older you are. And you've now created this incredible range of MZ skincare, which I'm thrilled to tell you all that is not only available online, but you can get it in Harrods. It's even hit the States. It's quite amazing. At what age should people start thinking about the investment? Because it is an investment. Do I buy that pair of shoes or do I buy that face cream? What you put on your face, how much does that actually really influence the way that you age? So I think it's really important to note that actually there's a lot of factors that influence aging. So one is lifestyle. So obviously prevention is key. Sun, we know the UVA and UVB rays are the number one instigator of aging. So sun protection is super important. Wearing sunglasses, wearing SPF, and constantly reapplying it. So if you can start that with your toddlers, that, that's actually where it should begin. <laughs> so you need to have, and we know that now. Maybe in our generation we didn't really know about how harmful all those rays were. We knew about skin cancer, but we didn't really know so much about the aging process. And now we know there's no exception and there's, you know, everybody should be wearing sunscreen every single day and everybody should be wearing sunglasses. Even our little, you know, four or five year olds, the sun is very damaging. I I mean, I was wearing my sunglasses in the rain today because it's so glary. Should you wear your sunglasses all the time? Yes. So actually, there are two different kinds of UV rays. There's UVA and UVB. UVA is what causes aging. So it's easy to remember UVA, A for aging, and UVB is burning. So when you get a suntan and when you're getting burnt, it's mostly the UVB (laughs) rays. So UVA doesn't need to have the sun out in order Mm -hmm. to, to have exposure to that. So on a cloud, cloudy day, on a rainy day, on any day, you will have the UVA, which is causing aging and also incidentally skin cancer, which is obviously more important than just the aging factor. But both of those are really important. So one is prevention with with sun protection and sunglasses. I've just remembered a really interesting thing. So I was away in Dubai, as you know, because we very cozily met up in Dubai. And I was sitting on the beach one morning uh, reading and my sister came up to me and said, are you absolutely crazy? You're wearing glasses while you're sitting there reading. And I was like, well, sweetheart, I can't see if I don't wear my glasses. And she said, did you know that if you wear spectacles reading in the sun, the sunlight actually magnifies through the... Um, the prescription of your glasses and makes aging wow I didn't know so that. much worse is so you- that true Miriam I was horrified well obviously if you first of all you should be wearing glasses because if you don't wear your glasses you're going to be contributing to wrinkles so people squint when they're not wearing their glasses so, so it's do normal good. spectacles protect? so uh, no normal spectacles do not so protect pre- unless they have uh, unless they have uh, UVA and UVB protection absolutely so mm-hmm. it is imperative in all situations to have either the ones that, you know, change on their own or just have another pair of sunglasses that also have your reading 
lens in them as well. Mm, interesting. Okay, let's do that. So then there's obviously topical skincare that helps. So anything that locks in moisture, retinols that increase cell turnover and that helps stimulate collagen production, vitamin C that helps brighten and uh, serves as an antioxidant to protect against oxidative damage. All of these products are and ingredients are really important in in improving and maintaining your eye uh, texture and firmness as much as possible. But then you have to think of all the other things you do, like there's sun, there's too much exercise, too much exercise, vigorous exercising where you're really straining. But you're using all of those muscles and you're straining, you're, you're creating we those lines. We were just talking about that. So actually running when you're older is probably is negative. not so great yeah. for the face. So it's low sure. impact <laughs> exercising, bar classes, yoga... Um, anything that's not going to get you jumping around, but or straining, yes, okay. or straining. You know, anything that creates the Valsalva, or where you're really tense and you're frowning, and you have these intense sort of, and also running. Usually, you're outside, so there's mm-hmm. the elements, there's the wind, mm-hmm. there's the rain, there's sunshine. So you have that weathered appearance yeah. in those those real true athletes. So. It's not the best thing for your skin, no. Okay. Of course, lifestyle too. You know, smoking, obviously, drinking. Those are also mm-hmm. things factors. that yes. So, what do you offer? I mean, I I used to come and see you religiously, um, and I still come and see you occasionally now. But obviously, you do the aesthetical Botox and fillers. Um, actually, you did my under eye fillers which I've never done since so they've lasted for, for four time. years yes. and initially when we did them one eye reacted and you managed to dissolve it and then re-put it in so it didn't so, so it doesn't swell which is amazing I didn't even know you could do that um, and you do all the other things to reduce fine lines and fill where you need to I've got to, to say that one of my favorite favorite treatments that Miriam does because we've had a lot of chats Miriam and I about um about aging very naturally because mm-hmm. I believe in I love natural aging being very Scandinavian I just think it's beautiful and I think it's beautiful to see that you've lived a little bit and as I understand wrinkles is in fact the worst they are is is often due to to lack of exfoliation and Miriam does the most unbelievable treatment where she uses a peel that stays on the skin for a few minutes and once Miriam takes this off, she then gives 10, 15, 20 minutes, depends how lucky you are, of this incredible red light, which boosts collagen and just makes you look so bright and new. I want that. <laughs> we all want that. I'm coming out with that. I'm going to have one so that you can do it at home, oh actually. Gosh. Because I think that's yes, amazing. Yes. Are you serious? Yes, that's uh, that's. Are you making a light? I I am. I've made a light. I'm oh just... my god! When's it yes. ready? I'm not sure yet. As soon as it's ready, I'll send you both a, a oh nice my little uh, multi-colored light. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or Zepbound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Tell us a little bit about your products. And, you know, there are obviously people out there who are very minded around cost of skincare because skincare is actually really, really expensive. If one was to choose just one product from your range that could really do a lot of things, what would it be? And again, I'd love you to tell us a little bit about if you're just targeting your uh, eyes, this product is great. I mean, you've come out with this incredible foam, which I haven't got yet, which I cannot wait to use. It's this pale pink. I've seen it from a distance and it almost started talking to me. You can almost see that it just exfoliates your skin, even if you just use water. I mean, it looked incredible. As you know, I'm a big fan of all your products, especially your... Uh, the gold serum, the light, the lift and luster. OMG, guys. This is one of the most incredible products because just putting it on, I don't know what it is it does, but it just makes your skin look like beautiful marble. And this is the genius we're sitting with, the creator. Tell us you about your products. so sweet. So actually, I always say the, the most important thing with skincare is to choose something that you're going to stick with and you can be consistent with. So keep it simple, keep it manageable so that you can maintain a routine. So there's nothing worse than starting on like 25 different things and then not being able to continue with any of them. So have a nice cleanser, have a nice antioxidants, a moisturizer, an SPF. If you can get those types of things in your skincare routine, then you're really doing well. And what do I like? I've created this range for women with myself in mind and the clients and my patients that I uh, have. So basically the ethos is to reveal, enhance, and protect the skin. And many skincare brands can do this as well. But the idea is that you need to reveal your beautiful skin by exfoliating gently. So you cleanse your skin twice a day, get rid of all the dead debris, the pollution, the makeup, the dead skin cells, so that anything that you put on top is actually going to be able to be penetrated. So if you have like grime sitting on your face and you put moisturizer on, well, I'm sorry to say that probably is not going to affect your skin. But is a normal cleanser enough for that? Is it enough to use a normal cleanser to really, really cleanse your skin? Or do you, as Dr. Lancer says, need to exfoliate every single day? When we were filming Ladies of London, we were actually all invited in to see him. He was having a day at Fennec. We all came in. We all had a consultation and he gave us all of his products. But what really struck me was that he said, um, I want people to exfoliate every morning and every evening. What do you think about that? Well, that's why my cleanser is an exfoliating cleanser, and I'm, it's filled with AHAs, which are called alpha-hydroxy acids. Do you agree? I absolutely do agree. You don't need to be aggressive. So uh, there's a difference between mechanical and chemical uh, 
exfoliation. So mechanical is when you're using an instrument, sort of like the the Clarisonic brush, for instance. And a chemical one is more like my cleanser, which is you're using acids or some sort of chemical ingredient to help exfoliate. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason that I prefer chemical over a mechanical is that people tend to misuse them uh, and they can be too aggressive. They can do it for too long. They can cause micro injury to their skin. So instead of actually doing light exfoliation, they're, they're creating a little bit of damage. So you want to cause cleansing, not inflammation. So I do agree that you need to have a cleansed, exfoliated skin daily. And the reason for that is because every day we're shedding skin. We live in polluted cities. We're in London. There's pollen. There's, you know, traffic. There's everything. So we need to get all of that off before we can let nice uh, cleansers and their ingredients like the antioxidants, like the retinols, penetrate the skin. So I remember when I first got your cleanser, which I've got to say, I actually use Miriam's cleanser. And sometimes I put it on before I get in the bath and I soak in my bath sometimes even for half an hour and it's actually quite amazing when you leave it on for half an hour it's it's as if this cleanser then becomes a mask and goes one or two skin levels deeper is that right well it does function as that so it's also a mask so the the beauty of what I try to create in my skincare is that it, everything is multifunctional. So you, the cleanser also can be as a mask. So you can use it twice a week to get a slightly deeper cleanse and exfoliation. So it's like having a very light peel at home. It's very hydrating. So the, the acids that are used help to keep the skin moist and to maintain hydration because the last thing you want is to strip your skin of the essential oils that help keep it supple. So really important. That's why, you know, if anything to start with uh, in my skincare (laughs) regimen, it would be the cleanser because then at least you are able to see your own beautiful new skin cells coming through and it would be able to get rid of all the grime that's sitting on your face. And what do you think about these tools that you can buy now online that actually they're like mini needle rollers that you put over your face? uh, Yeah. So So is that before you put your cleanser on so it goes deeper? No, that's after. So you should always cleanse your face. Cleanse your face first. that's basically microneedling, and yes. microneedling is collagen induction. And therapy. you can do that on yourself. You can. There are at home kits. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you know how to do it well, sometimes it can be a little bit uncomfortable because you're really creating these little micro punctures mm-hmm. into your skin, so that you are creating the need for your body to create the cascade for healing. And in mm-hmm. that healing, you're creating new collagen and new skin. And do you put your product into the holes you then can, once you've done it, depending okay. on what it is? So, so I like deeper. using yes, so deeper penetration. Yeah. So for instance, um, vitamin C derivatives mm-hmm. or vitamin A, like a retinol, those are the type of things that you can place on So you top. don't actually have to go and have a facial to do this. You can do you this can at do home. a lot of things. I think yeah. the trend right now is to have more at-home treatments. Absolutely. People are busy. They don't have time. Mm. They want to be able to do it at home. And absolutely, you can go... A facial, in my opinion, is super relaxing mm-hmm. and nice. But if you're using it for luxury. that, it's a luxury of time. Of time and money. And yeah. money. Uh, yeah. The both of them. Mm-hmm. You can do much more by buying a few things at home that you can do. And so do what would you time. suggest buying for home? So it depends on what you're trying to achieve. I do like... Um, Moisture, fresh, so, clean skin. So I think skin. having a, a nice cleanser slash doing a light uh, at-home peels mm-hmm. are very nice. Mm-hmm. I think microneedling, collagen induction therapy at home can be done as long as you don't do it too often. The other thing is, is oh, that okay. while often? all of these things are great, mm-hmm. overuse is also not great. So how so. often should you do the microneedling? I think once a week, once is, a week. is good enough. So, and you can and buy not, the standard... Amazon, it costs eight pounds. There or are different uh... ones, so there are different lengths of the uh, the actual needle. 
needle oh, that did that. Okay. So I would start off with the smallest yep. and then work your way up. And okay. I would uh, watch your skin as well. So if it's, if you find, listen to yourself. If yeah. you feel that it's too harsh, then don't do it at and that And you depth. do your face and your neck and your chest? You can do all of it. Okay. You can, obviously, the, 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 Forehead and the chest and the hands, they can all have collagen induction therapy. However, you have to be a little bit more careful in those areas because the thin, skin is thinner and mm -hmm. you have bone underneath it. So it's a little bit more uncomfortable okay. to do. But yes, you can theoretically So mainly do all of your them. cheeks, your chin, your nose, your forehead. I mean, it's great forehead. for it's great for looking fresh. It's great for scars. It's mm -hmm. great for rejuvenation. It's you know, it's it's just an overall. It's a very nice at home treatment. Okay. I think the LED lights are excellent too, right. which hopefully you'll be able to have mm -hmm. from me soon. So you have and the microdermabrasing needle, you have the LED light. What was the So other? I would say, so microdermabrasion is generally done at home. So I would mm -hmm. say a, a, a chemical exfoliant, like a mm -hmm. light peel, okay. um, microneedling, LED yeah. light, and yeah. um, also these at home masks that are very nice at creating and hi maintaining hydration in the skin. So to so you uh, get them in the you, packet. Yes, and you, the individual. Oh, yeah. oh Miriam, yeah. tell them about your gold mask. Miriam creates this. What is it actually even made of? You get this gold face and... The feeling when you've had this on your skin for 20 I'm actually, minutes. I'm actually oh, excited it, to get home and do this it, skin I'm, routine I, now. I can't, wait to, I can't <laughs> wait for you to try it. So basically, my gold mask is infused with hyaluronic acid. Hyaluronic acid um, is one of the ingredients that helps keep the skin hydrated. Mm -hmm. It also is rich in nicotinamide, which is an ingredient that helps soothe the skin. So mm -hmm. if you're feeling that you're a little bit sunburn or you're, uh, you know, your skin is being a little bit reactive or inflammatory, nicotinamide helps uh, to calm the skin. Mm -hmm. And it also has a brightening agent in the form of vitamin C. So it's a brightener. So, um, you know, often people want hydrated skin that is glowing and not sallow. And mm -hmm. so these ingredients help to, to do that. The beauty of my mask, it's not a sheet mask. So I find sheet masks can be a little bit difficult to use. And they're, mm -hmm. they're also... That's they the one where you feel, stick your nose out. Yeah, and, well, yes, yeah, yeah. so they feel like paper, just yeah. paper that's been... Okay. Um, this collagen mask is thicker, so it's... Um, so it's it's a mask you lay it on your face. You lay it on your face. And, and it's made of... It's made of all these ingredients and okay. the collagen. But what's, so, what's the actual lining? What, what's the actual thing? It's, it's more of a... It's a, like a, it's a microgel. So okay. it's, a, it's, a, it's a, gel. a collagen okay. gel type of... Um, Amazing. So it's not as thin. Okay. And it is infused with these ingredients and mm -hmm. you sit, keep it on. You can even put it in the refrigerator for maybe like five or 10 minutes. Mm. So for instance, if you have had, you know, a day where you're feeling very swollen or puffy, yeah. uh, after a big night out or, uh, a, a meal heavy and, you know, mm -hmm. salt or something like that, you can put it on and Fantastic. it helps. It helps with just, swelling. And yes. Oh, it helps amazing. with everything. So it's one of those things. It's great for the day before or the day after something important. Mm -hmm. It's great. If you just want to have a little pick me up in 15 minutes, your skin, it feels instantly hydrated, lifted, mm. brighter. So sounds amazing. Really I've got good. a question for you, Miriam, because you know, when you hit the kind of 50 mark, I hear from a lot of people that that's when they really start considering having some kind of eye surgery, which I know is one of one of the things that you are renowned for across the world. What does it involve? I think I want to well, find absolutely. out. How can painful you do it is both it? Underneath? What's the recovery can time? Can you do it underneath? Can yeah. you do it on top? 
it's all quite frightening. I'm desperate to know. It's actually not frightening at all. It's it's always scary to to think about having something done around the eyes, but it's actually not painful. Mm-hmm. Upper eyelid surgery is where you remove the skin on the upper eyelids that becomes hooded. Um, sometimes it gets so hooded that it actually sits on your eyelashes. Sometimes it can even interfere in reading. It can make you feel tired. You can't you know you can't keep your eyelids up, so it creates forehead wrinkles because you are using therefore your brows to lift up your eyelids. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a lot of different symptoms. It can affect your field of vision. Uh, functionally, it can affect your quality of life. You ever had it done? No, you I, have I know. Nothing. I'm I mean, looking at your eyelids now, and I'm so jealous. Yeah, but I have a different. There are different shapes of eyes. So I have the kind of eyelid that, from a very young age, you could actually see a lot of my eyelid show. I'm in the minority of people, so I'm. It's also ethnicity. So I'm Iranian originally, and so because of the shape of my eye, I will need this at a later date than maybe somebody else who has, like Giselle, the beautiful model who has beautiful. She's gorgeous, but you know, her upper eyelid is a little bit full and maybe she might need it earlier what than somebody think? else. If I definitely at, If you look at it. Sophie and I, I would love to have your completely honest yeah, opinion about when well, we should be having, considering having this yeah. kind of surgery and what we can have done above and what we need to have done below. Okay, so I always say... It's never my place to say whether or not well, I, anybody We're giving needs you surgery. full permission to I tell us. No, but what I, what I always say is that something bothers you more days than not, then mm. that's the time to have surgery for but, it. But actually, what I've done um, is just put a, a tiny bit of, bit of Botox to, to lift my lift. eye so that it lifts the eye. And eventually you won't be able to do that. No. So you can continue doing that mm. until you, it doesn't work for you anymore. Right. And there will come a point where the Botox will not be enough to help elevate that lateral part of your brow mm-hmm. and it will bother you and you will maybe not feel tired but then you'll look at yourself in the mirror and you'll say you know why do I look tired yeah. and it's because you have that little bit of so extra skin what's the process what do you so do how long does an, it take it's a half an hour surgery wow. it's done as an outpatient procedure wow. I do it at the Cadogan clinic yeah. um it requires either local twilight mm-hmm. or general mm-hmm. I'd say most of my patients are either twilight or a very light general what's twilight twilight is when you don't have um, general anesthetic is when you have something down your throat that protects your airway oh, in twilight you happens? are awake oh, yeah. <gasps> yes. I didn't know that and apparently and twilight is when you're awake but you have no idea There's, they've given you medicine so that you don't know what's going on you won't remember what happens anything. if you do know what's going on Don't sorry that's not, another you, conversation you, you, you wouldn't know in twilight but local <laughs> You're in the twilight zone, yeah, exactly. You're in the twilight zone. But local is when you're awake and you have just an injection. But then you can see. You can't what's... see because there's a contact lens, a dark contact lens, ah. because I need quite a lot of light uh, yeah. focused on the okay. area. And so uh, there's a protective contact lens Great. that's opaque that goes into the eye. It sounds terrifying. Uh, it doesn't, you know, I have to say for the for the slightly squeamish patient, it's better to have either a twi- a twilight or a very light general just because you feel more at ease there. Therefore, yeah. your blood pressure is less yeah. uh, less volatile. You you tend to bleed less. But then less, is recovery longer? No, it's not. So if you have a very, it's also very dependent on the anesthetist. So mm-hmm. I use a, a, a few anesthetists mm-hmm. who know how I like things. And if you have a very light general, no, you should be able okay. to bounce back. It's a very short procedure. And then dare I ask, what do you actually do? So Ooh. basically I use a Colorado needle, which is a, either I use a blade or, or generally I use a Colorado ble- uh, needle to remove or excise the excess skin on the upper eyelids that what have been that carefully... Like? 
there, you can either use a scalpel, and sometimes I do use a scalpel, but often I use um, something that looks like an instrument. It's, it looks like a pen where uh, energy goes through it and it cuts without, it ablates it without uh, uh, without actually using So it's almost a like a laser. It, it's not a laser, but, but it looks like time, it. it yeah. People it confuse like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, people confuse it with a laser. But mm. I feeling tend very squeamish. To, uh, <laughs> no, don't feel squeamish. I mean, everybody does. It's your eyes. People yeah. are always worried about their eyes. But um, I remove that skin. I, yeah. Prior Prior to having surgery, photographs are taken. Mm -hmm. Then the area is very meticulously marked out with a caliper. Mm -hmm. I measure it while you're sitting up. I also measure it while you're laying down. Mm -hmm. And I make sure that we're taking consistent amounts from both sides Mm -hmm. and that we maintain the symmetry of your eyes and the natural shape because everybody is slightly asymmetric. And so Mm -hmm. I want to maintain the authenticity of the eye. So I remove that little sliver of excess skin. Mm-hmm. I often have it on my Instagram so people see that. Oh. And some people love it, some people don't. I'm going to check it out. Um, and you can check out the ones from today. And then, um, and then I remove a very small amount of muscle that's right on the top bit so you don't have a, a thick upper eyelid. Okay. And we have... All of us have this very small fat pad that's in the medial section of our mm-hmm. upper eyelid that sometimes herniates forward, creating a little bit of puffiness. And I remove almost like a kernel of fat from there. Okay. Um, so then I then stitch uh, the area with one long suture. Okay. Uh, and I put a little bit of a chloramphenicol ointment, which is an antibiotic ointment, mm-hmm. uh, some suture strips, which help maintain... Uh, basically pressure and then uh, a little bit of a pad on the eye. So the first 24 hours, it's not painful. Um, It's uncomfortable because you have these pads. I tell people the more they they keep pressure on the eye and put ice on the eye in the first 24 hours, Mm -hmm. the less swelling and potential bruising they have. Ideally, you want to take the next day off. Ideally, I tell everybody to take a week off from work. A week off, okay. um, Only because uh, you have stitches in there Mm -hmm. that I remove a week later. Mm -hmm. There is, you look worse the third I was going to say, is it noticeable that you've had surgery? So Obviously, yes. The the first day you don't look so bad actually okay. when you leave the the theater. Um, the next day you're a little swollen, but it's actually the the the, the third day after. So if you okay. count surgery as day one, the day after day two, day three is when that's when you have the full amount of swelling. Okay. But it does not hurt. It is not painful. And if mm-hmm. you put sunglasses on, you could do pretty much all your normal activities. You Fantastic. can go to you know if you need to work on the computer, you can work on the computer. If you mm-hmm. want to go to drop your kids off at school, I was going to say, can. will the kids be terrified when they see you? Um, sometimes on the third day, it can be it just. It depends if you swell and bruise substantially. Most people not, but you know. Have you heard of this laser treatment that now that people are doing? Plexar. Which, yes. So I do that as well. That? That's Plexar, an alternative to the it's, surgery. It's using isn't it? a plasma arc to uh, basically. Uh, treat the skin to tighten the upper eyelid skin but the, now, the bruising afterwards it's is... not bruising it's 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 a carbon uh patch that basically uh, ah. that stays on there the black bits that you see the, the, the dots yeah the, <laughs> okay. the, the dark dots mm-hmm. are not uh they're not bruising and they're ah. not scabbing it's the remnant of the treatment that's been done <laughs> really now the problem is is that i'm an oculoplastic surgeon which means i specialize in this area of the eye I would never, ever 
recommend to have a plexar over a blepharoplasty for okay. the upper eyelid. I do occasionally use it. But the cost presumably is quite significant. No, not really. No? You probably need two to three treatments of the plexar, ah, okay. uh, which roughly becomes the same as having a surgery, which really? lasts 10 years as opposed to a couple years. Okay. Now, the problem is with plexar, you have to be very careful on who does it. Uh, one is that you can have hyperpigmentation, and it can be for a prolonged period of time, so it's very important to know. One is, is hyperpigmentation. Two is erythema. You can have red and inflamed eyes. It, and your actual eye? the eye, the okay. eyelid. Okay. And I don't know why you'd want to do that when the surgery, you know, if you have an upper eyelid blepharoplasty, the scar is in your eyelid crease and it's virtually undetectable once it's healed completely. And so when you have the laser, it, you, you can have prolonged pro erythema, which is redness, swelling, and pigmentation. <laughs> and pigmentation around the eyes makes you look more tired. So right. I do it on occasion and, and use that it can for be lower long eyelids. lasting. It can be. I really? mean, there are studies that have shown that it can last, you know, 16 weeks. That's a <gasps> long wow. time. Wow. That is a long time. So actually, surgery sounds better. Even surgery though, for the upper eyelids. For me, the, the laser the sounded less frightening because you don't have to have the anesthetic. Or no, do you? but it, you you need some sort of... It's more painful. It's more painful. It is more painful. Okay, so actually People, surgery is better then. I think surgery is better for the upper eyelids okay. for sure. Okay. For the lower eyelids, it really depends on what's out. There, what the reason is. So, What's, I, what is the lower eyelid? This so, bit? Uh, no, the upper eyelid. This is the upper eyelid yeah. on the uh, on the part above the eye. Okay, lid, and like then where this... the lower eye. I know oh. the lower eyelid you can operate on too. So, oh, for instance, right. okay. I've got a lot of crepey skin underneath Me my too. eyes. No, you have I'm... nothing. So, <laughs> um, basically, in order to remove that, you do a lower eyelid blepharoplasty, which means you cut underneath the lash line of the lower eyelid and you remove. Uh, a, a bit of skin, potentially a little bit of fat if there's fat uh, mm -hmm. herniation forward, and then you suture that. Okay. Um, if someone has a small amount of skin in that area, you can either do something called a pinch blepharoplasty where you take just a very small sliver of skin, mm -hmm. or if they ha or have something more pronounced, then you, you need... A, more in, involving surgery. And what happens if you have filler in that area? Does that usually we dissolve it if, if okay. you're going to Does have Does filler lower stay eyelid. forever? No. So filler is. Let me go back to that first, yeah. and then I, and yeah. then I'll say. So lower eyelid. That's from the outside. Now, mm -hmm. in somebody who doesn't have a lot of wrinkles and lines, I don't like to create a scar under that area mm -hmm. because once you have a scar. It's more noticeable. Yeah. It's not in a crease. It is in the in the lower eyelid crease. However, it's not like the upper eyelid. Right. So when your eyelids are open, you'll never see an upper eyelid. So it's preferable spot. to have the upper eye done over the lower eye, unless you've got really unless heavy you've skin. Got, yes, okay. and then for people who have fat herniating forward, which means that they have that really puffy lower eyelid, right. you can go from inside the eyelid itself, and which is scarless then, and you can remove very you know, meticulously remove that fat. And then once you remove that fat, that fat never returns. Wow. Do you do that too? I do. And the, so but where the, do you go in on that one? So if I pull my eyelid down and you can see it's called the conjunctiva, it's called a transconjunctival blepharoplasty. So it's done, I basically flip the eyelid over and I make an incision from inside the eyelid and there are wow. no sutures afterwards, so there are no stitches. It heals completely on its own. And, um, you know, within a week you're, you're, you look so pretty good. So why wouldn't you do that every time? Uh, if you had fat herniation, you would. But if you have fat and skin, um, then the only way to treat that is to, to remove some of the skin. Okay. Now, again, I don't... I, I always am more... Um, weary of the lower eyelid skin blepharoplasty because of that scar mm. and because i do think that once you have a visible scar 
that potentially you can look older than looking Absolutely. younger. Absolutely. And it can you also add change to another, skin. Yes, you, you add, know, yes, exactly. Crease. But honestly, Miriam, do you think that Sophie and I, above our eyes, when would we need to have that kind of surgery? So well, neither we of talked you, about yes, it. We, we, talked we said about it. maybe a year or two. Maybe, but it depends. You can mm. never tell how quickly someone is going to <laughs> age or, mm. you know, have. Uh, right now, your eyebrows are doing fine and lifting mm-hmm. them, and you can still see your eyelids. So you'll know. You, you'll mm. you wake up one day and you're going to say, you know what, I just don't want to have these eyelids. I remember anymore. when I first came to see you, though, I looked probably 10 years older than I look now. Well, the Botox helps a little yeah. bit. So, you know, that, that little bit of Botox helps. It just gives that well-rested look. Yes. And you, you managed to completely, because I remember Sophie was going, when we were filming, we were talking mm. about that the other day, we were mm. filming Ladies of London, and Sophie, had, you you had these little had bags under your bla- eyes. Black circles under but my eyes. But you had you had the puffiness, you know, you yeah. had the actual bags, mm. and you just don't have them anymore. No. So that is because we did filler underneath your eyes. Yeah. And the reason for that is because she never had fat herniation. So um, mm. that's where people get confused they think they have bags under their eyes but it's actually not bags what what Sophie had and what most people have it's the first sign of aging is they have loss of volume so you have loss of volume in that tear trough area which is that distinction between the eyelid and the cheek and when you lose that volume it gives the shadow or an impression that you have dark circles or that you have you know that you have puffy eyes but actually she didn't have puffy eyes she doesn't have puffy eyes we just put a it very so small, small amount of and filler. And then basically just smoothed it, it in. in. Yes. Yeah. So she had just a very I, small I amount have to of say, hyaluronic acid. If ever I would do that again, I would only come to you for that because you did it Thank so... You carefully and it didn't look as if I'd done anything no, but suddenly you look more I look 10 years younger you just look more rested it was honestly one anything. of the most liberating things I've done it was yeah, no, so I, I was so that. overjoyed but funny enough you know it's supposed to last between they say it's supposed to last between 12 and 18 months but I find in the lower eyelids it lasts two to four years and sometimes even longer so well, you haven't needed it, anything no. so well I it might do amazing. so it does look amazing do I need that done so no, well, the, then there's other, everybody has different types of skin. You have thinner skin like myself. Sophie mm-hmm. has slightly thicker skin and it can be a little bit more prevalent in lighter and thinner skin types. So there's nothing. So, really well, you do. don't really need them. The no, you can, you, you, you don't need it right now. Yeah. How many hours a night do you think is important to sleep for optimal beauty? Well, I really do think that, um, you know, obviously you need you need your Z's. So uh, Ariane Huffington wrote that great book on sleep, and it really has changed my life. What's it called? Um, the Sleep Revolution. Oh, I'm going to read and that. It's a, that uh, I will send it to both of you. And so it's really important. Everybody thinks they don't need sleep. They say, you know what, I can function on five hours, six hours. I can't. Well, thank God that you admit that because actually everybody needs sleep. It's when our body, our circadian rhythm is when our body replenishes, restores, and recalibrates Mm -hmm. and it rests our brain and it rests everything else. Yes, the sleep, that's exactly it. It's on Amazon Prime. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. So it's really important for your skin. It's really important for the circulation around your eyes because obviously <laughs> dark circles around the eyes look darker if you have more tortuous vessels. Why would you have that? Because they need to rest. You think about how many thousands of times a day that your eyes are blinking. You need you need, and your body needs to rest. So I really do think between seven and nine hours is, is the optimal amount. And, and I'd say for myself, it's more like eight and a half. Me too. I never get eight and a half, but I, I try to catch up a little bit on the weekends. But um, if you really want for your skin 
uh, and for your health, general health, it, the the more you sleep, the better. I was going to say it's it's much harder now if you've had a heavy night, if you've gone out drinking, and you get to bed late. I now need, if I'm going to go for lunch or meet a friend the next day, I need at least two hours to let my moisturizer sink into my skin, to put the eye masks on under my eyes, because otherwise I look really like my skin looks so dehydrated. My eyes are puffy and it takes a while for all of that to go down. So I actually need to get your face mask. And you need to sleep. (laughs) And I need to sleep. I definitely think that's the reason why I've been running around with the stupid cold now for two weeks. And I'm even on antibiotics. I had to surrender to antibiotics. Um, Are you? (laughs) Well, do you know what? It got to the point, Miriam, to be honest with you, that I had been, I've had this cold literally for two and a half weeks. It didn't help the fact that I was in Denmark and had to do a swimwear photo shoot in six degrees hail, followed by hosting my son's confirmation, which was two days of a lot of guests Mm. and very, very late nights. And I'd just come back from my weekend in Sevilla where I'd packed for 37 degrees, but it was so bad, the weather, that we actually lost electricity. This, these weather conditions have really affected my body. So when you think it's going to be hot and it's cold, that has gone in. It's so damp in the weather. Mm. I think that's affected my and, health too. And sleep. And, and the sleep. lack of yeah. sleep has been the total yeah. icing this on the cake. What would you suggest? Is there anything that herbally you would suggest taking or is that not something that you no, kind of... I mean, I, I, I don't really go into the, to the supplements, but I do say that screen time is really you know removing screens from your presence i now sleep with my phone in another room um oh my gosh yalda said the same yeah i think it's really important i think my quality of sleep has improved with that and i uh well i don't really watch much tv but if i you know if i did i i wouldn't watch um but I, I, I'm so tired that I'm, I generally just get into bed and I'm, I'm fine, but I work out usually in the evening. So I work out in the evening. I do, no, I go, I go to kicks around the corner or I work out with my trainer or I do Pilates usually in the evening. And then, well, I do that. Well, the thing, no, in the morning, I'm not a morning person, workout person. uh, Although they say that is the best for your body around 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. But I, uh, um, I like to work out in the afternoon, evening. Ideally, I'd like to work out in the afternoon, but I like to spend time with my kids. So the only time I go is really after my kids go to bed and then I go to the gym and then I come back home and then I do my work. So I do an hour and a half of work and then I go to bed. Darling, tell me, how are your gorgeous kids? When I last saw you, you were in Dubai and you were actually on your way to Iran. I was indeed. I want to hear about how Iran was. And for all those people out there who have a fascination like I do with Iran and Persian food happens to be one of my most favorite foods in the whole wide world. Tell me about your trip in Iran. Well, I have to say my trip to the Middle East was really amazing. So I went to Dubai for Easter um, part pleasure part for work i'm going to be launching the skincare range there hopefully um soon amazing yes very exciting i can't tell you yet but um it will hopefully be very shortly um 
And then afterwards, I went to visit my family in Iran. My parents were also there visiting from the States. So my kids and I went. We had a really great time seeing all the cousins. I have, you know, 50 first cousins uh, just going around. It's always nice to see. I, I try to do some cultural things with the children since like they're... We go to museums. We go visit the old palaces. We, you know, we go up to the mountains. Um, we, we just try to get a taste of the culture there because they really don't have any of that here in London and uh, given that I don't have any family here <laughs> no, 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 no Iranian culture but tons of other culture but yes. You know what my darling because I had I grew up with a very, very, very close um, Iranian girlfriend and you know so many of you who've, who are living in England had to uh, leave your beloved country what does it feel like now going back there? Do you feel safe there? Has it kind of returned no. to... What's it like? So I... Um I don't know if it's fortunate or unfortunate, but I was, uh, I don't remember what in Iran before the revolution was like. So I can only say what it was like immediately after the revolution and then since then how it's progressed. The Iranian people are a warm, loving, happy, uh, fun culture. Um, family is hugely important. They are extremely generous. And, you know, it's one of those things that I, I, I'm always very sad when I leave because I have wonderful memories. You know, I don't really do much when I'm there in terms of socializing, but I'm with my family and, you know, my family gets together. It's like 60 people every day for lunch, breakfast and dinner. So, and just having noise and cousins and a little bit of chaos and, you know, everything is around. A lot of very delicious food. And lots of food because you cannot eat enough for any Persian family. So, you know, it's, I find it. That's why they amazing. like me so much, I think. Yes, yes. Yes, yes, that's why my husband's always watching your, your, your cooking. He wants you to make food for him. Darling, any day, any day. It's so funny. I've known Miriam's husband since I was 18. He was one of the first people I met when I came to London when I was modeling. Wow. Yeah, that's obviously incredible. only five years ago. <laughs> exactly. But your cooking, he's always inspired by your cooking. It's quite funny. Oh, bless him. But so, so do you feel safe when you're in yes, Iran? Yes, of course. I mean, this time, every time that I go, I'm always surprised that there are more and more tourists. Um, there are a lot of Asian tourists because I think it's just easier for them to come. I've never felt unsafe in Iran. I've never, if I ever felt unsafe, I would never take my children with me. Mm-hmm. I think media and propaganda and, you know, really does taint uh, what is actually happening in Iran. But the people themselves are not a representation of the government. So, you know, I have a great time. I've never felt unsafe ever there. And, you know, while I do have to wear hijab while I'm there, I I don't even find that. You know, both Sophie and I have quite a lot of very, very, very dear Iranian friends. And so I think both of us would love one day to make a trip. If we were to do that, what time of year is the best time of year to go? And where would you recommend? Would we go to Tehran? You'd have to go go everywhere. There's so many places to go to. That's the beauty of Iran. You have four seasons at any given time. And there are so many historical um, places to go to. Obviously, I would say now is not the time given that Israel just, you know, made a declaration that Iran is... (laughs) developing nuclear weapons again and that Trump has an agenda against Iran. But hopefully in the future when that does change, you know, there's so many beautiful places. You have to go to Persepolis, you have to go to Isfahan. Maybe you, you will to to take Tehran. us, darling. Maybe you love, will take us. I would love you I would love to have that. After we've had our eye lifts, then maybe we can yes. recover in Iran. <laughs> Miriam, Sophie, um, I can't wait for Sophie to try all your products. I've tried quite a few of them. And I think that once Sophie and I have 
really tried every single one of your product and really understood what it is, we would love to have you back in in another couple of months. We've also got a lot of listeners out there who are so madly passionate about everything around health and beauty. So often after one of our podcasts, there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of questions, which we will answer with Miriam next time we bring her on to Keeping It Real by Caroline and Sophie. For Miriam's products, go to her Instagram, Dr. Miriam Zermani. And... Miriam's products can be bought on? Um, on our website, mzskin.com, or you can go into Harrods, Netaporte, Fortnum's, Harvey Nichols, lots of different places. But you can go through all of them on this, the website, which is www.mzskin.com. Darling, thank you so much for thank coming today. Thank you guys today. so it much for having me. It's always so much fun. Such a pleasure to have you, thank sweetheart. You, thank you. I've got such an education and I'm very tempted now to make this step. Not yet, but not yet, in the future. Yet. And I would know I'll be in safe hands with you. So thank you so much for coming to share thank all your knowledge. You. Thank you. Thank you. Your way to beautiful girl. That's why it'll never work. You have me suicidal. Suicidal when you say it's over. Damn all these beautiful girls. They only wanna do your dirt. They'll have you suicidal, suicidal when they say it's over. See, it started at the park. Used to chill after dark. Ooh, and you took my heart. That's when we fell apart. Cause we both thought that love lasts forever. Last forever. They say we're too young to get ourselves sprung. Oh, we didn't care. We made it very clear. And they also said that we couldn't last together. Last together. See, it's very defined. You're one of a kind, but you mash up my mind. You are forget decline, oh Lord, my baby is driving me crazy. Your way to beautiful girl, that's why it'll never work. You have me suicidal, suicidal, and you say it's over. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.